Voices of VR podcast. Hello, my name is Ken Pai, and welcome to the Voices of VR podcast. It's a podcast that looks at the future of spatial computing. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash Voices of VR. So this is the episode number four of 12 of my interviews from MetaConnect. And today's interview is with Joy Rain VR and Jay Dunn, who are both creators in the context of Meta Horizon Worlds. And they have the Get Em to the Metaverse podcast. And Joy Rain VR is the talk show host and Joy in the Morning. And they also have their own world building production company called Onyx Leaf Media. And they're actively building different worlds within the context of Horizon Worlds. So Jay Dunn and Joy Rain VR are a husband and wife team that has been building these different worlds and exploring different aspects of virtual reality and going to do different events and shooting different videos. They've also been pretty active members in the context of Horizon Worlds. And so I also wanted to get a lot more context into their experiences within Horizon Worlds. I think a lot of the coverage of Horizon Worlds has been mostly focused on maybe the aesthetics or Maybe a journalist will pop in and, you know, not really be connected to any social graphs. And, you know, it's kind of like you get this empty world syndrome if you just do it that way. But I think in order to really properly cover what's actually happening in some of these different virtual worlds, I think it's important to connect to community leaders and world builders and folks that are kind of tapped into these different social networks. And so... It was very interesting to hear a little bit more about how Jay Dunn and Joy Ray VR had gotten into Horizon Worlds. It was not necessarily the most popular social VR platform when they first got into the industry, but that actually meant that there are a lot more adults that were there on the platform and they were able to cultivate all these different networks and communities. So I think it's interesting to put out a little bit more context for uh, some of the oral history of what's been happening on this platform. Personally, I don't know if ultimately... The Horizon Worlds is going to be successful for Meta in terms of like being the replacement for something like Facebook or Instagram or anything else. There's certainly other social VR platforms like Rec Room is wildly successful, especially both financially and the type of engagement they have. VRChat has amazing avatars and worlds that are being created. I think they're still trying to figure out the monetization that's going to be in VRChat. And then Neos VR is actually migrating into a new platform that's launching this week called Resonite. There's a lot of different conflict between the cryptocurrency drives of their former CEO. And now I think there's been a little bit of an exodus and creating something completely new with a Resonite app that's going to be launching here on October 5th. So there's a lot of Neos VR community members and just migrating, I think, a lot of those worlds over into this new platform that's coming out here on October 5th. So shout out to Fructius out there, because I think, you know, they've also had a lot of really deep technical innovations on that platform, and they've got a really robust support from Patreon there to help build and support a lot of what I think is probably one of the most cutting edge technologically metaverse platforms that are out there. And I think VRChat is right there with them in terms of the type of innovation that they have, and especially the type of world building that I'm seeing in VRChat. There's a lot of interesting stuff that is in Horizon Worlds that I have yet to really fully appreciate. So I think the discovery of some of these different worlds and communities, I think, still has a long way to go as a, a theme that comes up through both the conversations that I have with the previous episode with Paige and with Joy Rain VR and Jay Dunn in this conversation. So that's what we're coming on today's episode of the Voices of VR podcast. So this interview with Joy Rain VR and Jay Dunn happened on Thursday, September 28th, 2023 at MetaConnect at Meta's headquarters in Menlo Park, California. So with that, let's go ahead and dive right in. 
My name is Joy Rain VR, and I am co-host of Get Em to the Metaverse with my lovely husband, <laughs> Jay Dunn. I am a world creator in Horizon Worlds. I am a talk show host of Joy in the Morning, um, the place that helps you become more joyful, optimistic, and yearning for positivity, all based out of Horizon Worlds. And um, I do so many things. I love, yeah. uh, VR content VR creation. VR content creation <laughs> and conference speaker, all of the above. So. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yes. Well, I my name is Jay Dunn, Jeremy Duncan, lovely co-host with Get Into the Metaverse with my lovely wife. We also have a channel called Getting Things Done on YouTube channel that we hold all of our VR content creation. We make a lot of mixed reality content as well. World builder with my wife, again, with Honestly Media, our company, and just an all-around lover of technology, nerdisms, and geekisms. So, absolutely. Right. Maybe you can each give a bit more context as to your background and your journey into VR. Yeah, oh, it's a doozy. So I'm um, getting into VR. Me and my husband weren't married at the time. And so he purchased his MetaQuest 2 and he invited me over and I danced with the robot. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sold. I have to go get it. So I went bought it the next day. And then ever since then, we have been venturing into this space that we absolutely love built a community in horizon worlds and in the vr space with our podcast and everything and absolutely love this community and we're hooked we're in it forever <laughs> so yeah the magic of vr bit me way back in 2016 2015 era with gear vr putting the Samsung phone in there and was doing all that i was like oh my god this is great it didn't got motion sick and it was like maybe not the greatest and so waited never had the money to get the pc vr so Looked at the Quest 1, I was like, I'm still not there yet. Got the Quest 2, though. Once we got the Quest 2, had a chance to really get in it. I was, from the very first second doing first steps like her, was sold on the magic of VR. And I was like, I got to tell everybody in the world. So at the time, we had a channel where we were just doing motivational videos and content around iOS and Android things. And we got stuck at 80 subscribers. And so I was about to give up. I was like, you know what? I think I'm just throw this in and she's comes in the room she's like why aren't you talking about the most transformative technology that we know to date and it's like i was like who wants to hear me talk about vr like nobody cares you know and she was like we care about it others will too we did it channel started going up from there and ever since that day we have been sold on getting people into the metaverse and not just horizon worlds but in every form of that whether it's on mobile whether it's on web whether it's on headset whether it's on a MetaQuest or a different type of vr device we're just all in on vr and we just we've given our whole lives to it at this point so absolutely yeah yeah, the thing I love about VR is just how there's such an interdisciplinary nature to it of people from all sorts of different backgrounds and career trajectories. And so I'd love if you could maybe expand a bit of what were you doing before and what kind of maybe educational training or background you have. And then as you're applying those insights into what you're doing now in VR. Yeah, so I have a bachelor's degree in economics and people are like, what in the world are you doing in VR? But I've always had a love for the technology and I'm integrating those aspects that I know from economics and background into VR by doing those forecasting and seeing exactly, you know, the integers of where we're going to be going and projecting those things. So it's pretty interesting, but I love the social aspect of it. And so right now I am truly 
into building that community because when I first got into Horizon Worlds, I was just a world hopper. I was a person that loved to socialize with everybody. And then the common thing that I found is that everyone has a story and everyone is dealing with something in their lives and they didn't have a way to come with a solution for it. So I decided to create a talk show called Joy in the Morning that helps people become more joyful, optimistic, and yearning for positivity. And we explore those things that we're going through in everyday life and we apply those things that we learn from the TV show well the show and <laughs> and the show and we actually you know help each other because what I haven't gone through someone else in the audience may have gone through it and so it's like a big therapy session we cry we laugh but at the end of the day we become better people because of it so that's what my main focus on now is just helping people in and out of the headset so my background is all IT. Since I was three years old, my mama came in with a computer and she's like, hook it up. It was like, I was hooked with computers ever since then. But for some reason, it was always mobile technology. And I can't really explain. It was the Game Boy, the Game Gear, things like that. So grew up really into gaming, going to IT, worked in the IT field now for almost 20 years. And so it was kind of like a normal transition from like going from IT to getting into VR. But my background is traditional IT. So networking computers, setting up infrastructure, so VR is a little bit different than that. But then for some reason, when we started making content around VR, I found that I had a way to make what seems like science fiction to a lot of people break down. We get a lot of comments saying, the way you explain this mixed reality is the best way I've ever heard it explained. It's like, okay, great. The metaverse, you know, we're like, oh, you're making the metaverse look real. So we do our funny reels. We do this content to show people that the metaverse is not just a term. It's 3D internet. That's kind of how we looked at it. So from there, we pivoted. And as we begin to make the content, I realized we really had a footing to really be voices, not just for us, but for people who look like us as well, because we're big on diversity and inclusion. And that's something that when we got into VR content creation, we didn't see a lot of us making content. And I was like, well, what about that little girl, that little boy, a person of color, different ethnicities and beliefs and races? We're going to look at this and say, well, maybe that's for them, maybe not for me. We wanted to prove that this technology is transformative for everybody. And so we took it on ourselves, start our podcast. And that's what we've really fell in love with now, inviting guests in, having conversations around why is it so important that everyone touches this technology? It's a conviction for us. It's something that we wake up every day. That's why we're here today, because we want to show that VR is for everyone. It is one of the most transformative technologies I feel like we're going to have in our lifetime. And I think it's going to change everything from education. And so we want to be a part of that conversation. We actually had a big opportunity to work with Thurgood Marshall College Fund to bring in 150 students into the metaverse for the first time, people of color. And um, it was just incredible to see that and have that experience and see their faces like, oh my gosh, I'm in the metaverse, you know? And so, and now a lot of those people were doing a pitch and now their pitches were changed to technologies around the metaverse. And it's like, wow, we made a difference in these people's, people's lives. So that's our story, man. That's our story. So when you get the Quest 2 and you start to get into different social VR platforms, there's a lot of different platforms that are out there. There's VR Chat, there's Rec Room, and then Horizon Worlds is sort of like the newcomer on the block relative to some of the other different platforms. So talk me through a little bit about why you decided to go with Horizon Worlds as the community to build around. Yes, one thing for sure, community is 
our base point community of seeing people come together from all walks of life to build this platform to what it is today so diverse so accepting so willing to learn from every aspect of everyone that they know and for this common goal to build something for the future generation and it's so powerful and we are so close-knit and so I was so surprised and when we got in and and started building it has been incredible yeah it's the people for us yeah. we're people people as you can see yes, we walk people. up to people randomly like yo hello you know so we love people and so what horizon had that was different you know you go into vr chat a lot of people on mute and mirrors you go to rec room it's a lot of kids screaming so when we went to horizon thankfully because it wasn't the most popular at the time, kids were not in it. So we're meeting other adults from around the world. It's like, oh, hey, you're from from Argentina and, and like random places. We're like, this is incredible. So we're meeting with people. Then you go to a talk show in there and you're like, you built this set and you're having a guest. And this person always wanted to be like our city hall or, you know, a big talk show guest. And now they have a talk show in there. We was like, minds were blown like, we're at someone's dream. We're embodying someone's dream. And the cool thing about Horizon Worlds that we absolutely love is that every world had to be built with primitive shapes with your own hand in VR. It was not something that you can import in. It's not even a logo. You couldn't bring a PNG. You couldn't bring a JPEG. Everything had to be made in there. So when you do see someone do a tree and you're like, wow, I don't even know how you were able to make leaves with the primitive shapes that we have. It was absolutely only 15, only 15, only 15 shapes. primitive shapes. Yeah. yeah. And so when you see that, you're like, that is really transformative. And Horizon Worlds just has a way. And we love the meta avatars. I know it gets a lot of slack, <laughs> but it embodies us. If you look at our avatars and you see us, like we were like, oh, you know, that's us. You know, that's us. You know, so we haven't saw we're really not into the we tried the furries we tried it uh and we do we do have we do have those when we go to vr chat we do that uh we're ready for that but we love the meta avatar system so much more because it really embodies who we are that's absolutely yeah so that's that's definitely something i have noticed within horizon worlds is that there does seem to be a lot more racial diversity there with communities that are gathering and coming together and so was that type of diversity already there in the context of Horizon Worlds or was that something that kind of organically emerged because there's a lot of different events and gatherings that I noticed of world builders and creations that are being made so yeah I'd love to hear a little bit more if that was something that you helped to cultivate and create from scratch or if that was something that was already kind of there. It grew organically. Yes. That's what we absolutely loved about it. We didn't say like, hey, come over here and try it. You know, people found it and then they started telling other people about it. Yeah. And then they would come and experience themselves. And it's like, once I, I experience something and I love it, I have to tell everybody that I know. And you have the opportunity to decide whether or not you're going to be there or you don't want to. And based on what we've seen people experience it and they absolutely love it and they tell everybody about it and so the organicness about it is so genuine that we absolutely love it if you was in the crowd at MetaConnect, you saw a diverse crowd of people from Horizon here because one of the things we saw too is that people are more their authentic selves we've seen in VR and so we really haven't experienced racism honestly in horizon at all so it's like everyone's inclusive everyone's being themselves and whoever they want to embody as themselves as well and i think vr has a power to transform the way we think around all of those types of things you know so for us community 
It's been there. Diversity is something that's just, for some reason, we'll be in a room with a bunch of us in there and they'll be like, oh, 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 that's another person. You're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, just different types of people everywhere. So I'll just say it's just a part of the DNA of what Horizon, I think, built. And because it was so new, people getting those headsets, downloading the free app and seeing this and going in there, getting their avatar set up and seeing people who represent them is what yeah. made it that way. So. Especially the LGBTQ community Absolutely. as well, flourishing in there. And, yes. you know, we all go to each other's worlds and support each other. It's a beautiful thing. And what we're inviting in Horizon Worlds, we want to see outside of the headset. So we're making that change in the metaverse first for the children that come along, that comes in, because there's a lot of children that's coming oh, in God. there. They're starting to learn the acceptance as well by us leading by example. Yeah. What I say is that Horizon and Meta has done a really good job. Like we had the Juneteenth world that was built all by people of color team. We have the Latin community. They really promote from within people who are a part of these communities, LGBTQ, etc. And they like, oh, you know what? This is the month. You know, we want to work with you guys. How do you want to celebrate this month in Horizon? And it was really great to see that. And it's something that I continue to see growth in. I think in the beginning, it might not have been there originally, but it was, once again, something organically happened. So... Yeah, because yeah. we're in the middle of the Spanish Heritage Month right now. And so they are doing their best to promote that. And the communities are coming together and we're all celebrating it. So it's incredible. And the cool thing is, is even if Meta themselves don't, as a community, we do. And that's really cool. Yeah. So maybe walk me through a little bit about the process of starting to actually become a world builder and creating worlds within Horizon Worlds. Yeah, so you get in and there is a tutorial that you can get into that Meta facilitates that you can go in and get your hands on. And a lot of people are saying, how do I do it first? You have to just get in the headset and put your hands to it. I wish that I can help everyone and say, hey, you have to connect this to here to here. But the best thing to do is get in and let your mind run wild. And once you do that, you'll be able to create whatever you would like. So, yeah. Absolutely. So funny story, we actually, when I first was getting into building, we were like, I need to put a window in my house. We were building a little house for us. And I talked to somebody that said, yeah, man, so how do I build a window? He was like, you take three, four squares, you know, build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, and just make sure the space between is there. And then you put some transparency there. I'm like, oh, He's like, yeah, remember how you asked me to come in there and help you? And I was like, I can't really help you until you run into an issue. He was like, yeah, just get in the headset and start building. So the tutorials is the first step. Get messy. The first build is not going to be something you want to publish most of the time. And we thought it was incredible. We're going to have to take you into one of our first worlds and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a tree, right? No, that was a cat. Uh, So uh, that's the funny part about it. But I think once you get in and now we just got the announcement just now all right about trimesh being able to finally be able to bring in assets into horizon world similar to how vr chat works roblox works and things like that so now even 3d artists are people who are, want to go to maybe Sketchfab and download a few things and then use those assets to bring in are now going to make it a little bit more easy so the floor is getting easier and the ceiling's getting higher for creativity yeah What were some of the first worlds that you had created? And also maybe talk about some of your favorite worlds that you've made so far. (laughs) Well, the story of Joy in the Morning, it's crazy. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I had this vision of Joy in the Morning. And I hit my husband. I'm like, I got to go and make this world. At 4 o'clock in the morning, he's like, 
go, go build it. And so I was in there building the world. And then around, it was like 10 at night or something like that. And I'm like, babe, I finished it. He's like, what? You finished the entire world? I'm like, yes. So when you come into, you spawn into the world, you're in this dark space where it's raining and it has these phrases on the walls that says, you don't know what happened to me. Will I ever be good enough? And all these negative thoughts that run through our minds. And so it has three pathways that you can choose from. And above it, it says it's always darkest before dawn. And so that symbolizes that we go through things in our lives in what's in our mind, but we have to move forward. And so once you move forward, you come into this giant set of joy in the morning where it's sunshiny you feel good you have all the good positive vibes and that's where we discuss those topics that may have been on the outside or anything that we're going through we talk about those things and then after the show is over we spawn into another segment where's the exit lobby and we read the joy in the morning affirmations that's what we set our week based off of that and some of them are um I am loved. I am good enough. Even if I feel I won't let it stop me, breathe. I will figure it out. I accept me for me and no one else's opinion of me matters. And I will experience happiness, love, and joy today. And that's how we end our shows and set our week until we meet again. And it's incredible. I'm such it's a fan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so her story is incredible. My story is a little different. We were excited. We were getting to a thousand subscribers on the channel about a year ago. And it was like, oh my God, we almost had a thousand subscribers. What should we do? It was like, we'll build a world. Yes. And we we're going to call it the Dunverse. You know, it was like really fun. So we're going to build my studio in there. And I'm going to make the announcement thank you for a thousand subscribers. You're inside of my studio in Horizon Worlds. And so as we were building it, we had an idea. We was like, well, what if. To enter the Dunverse, you had to put on a headset. And then you, you, like, you're already in headset, but then you put on another headset and it takes you into a tunnel into a whole other part of the world. So we learned how to script that. We got the Quest 2. We made it in there. We had a friend of ours make the asset for us. And then we built the studio set. We built all that. And then when you go and put the headset on, you drop through this tunnel that says, Welcome to the Dunverse. And then it brings you to the, what do we call the Dunbot? It's a lot of Dun puns here. <laughs> and so we bring you to there and then you just experience kind of a, a world of my mind of how I see the metaverse and it really was in horizon you only have 3,000 objects and so the entire world is 3,000 objects total and I wanted to show even though you started in a small room when you end you're in this large territory and it's like showing that the metaverse is infinite potential and so that's what I, my world is about hers is really cool though so yeah <laughs> We definitely love to give you a tour. <laughs> I think I've actually, is it a room that has like a, you walk through a maze and you see these on the side or I'm going to be thinking of a different world? No, it may, that may be a different world, but we'll definitely love to give you a tour. If you've been enjoying the morning, you would know, yeah. believe me, because this, when you go to that tunnel, you like, oh, the brightness, the sun, the colors, I'm feeling positive. So it's really good. So when you say as a show, do you mean that you're taking people live as a kind of theatrical performance? Or what do you mean as like, because it sounds like this is something that you do on somewhat of a regular basis with these affirmations and people repeating it. So like maybe give a broader context for how are people gathering? Yeah, so people call me the quote unquote Oprah of the metaverse. And so it's basically like a talk show that we deal with real world situations. So usually it happens every Sunday while we're in season. 
at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, and people know the time. And so they'll gather in and we'll have these discussions and, and do our affirmations after um, we finish the show and then we'll leave. But we've had 30 episodes, which is three seasons. We have 10 per season. So we're going into season four and we're super excited about it. Yeah. It's one of those shows, man, you can't miss it. We try to do like a production, so we do live stream, or we do have a recording set up to where we record everything and prepare. We are preparing maybe for the fourth season to actually have it live stream on YouTube as well to try to open it up. The cool announcement with Horizon Worlds coming to mobile and web is gonna be really huge for Joy in the Morning because we have older folks who may not have a headset or younger folks who wanna come in, but parents are like, no, you can't get on your headset today. And so they can get on mobile and web and join into the conversations. We have a young man that comes every episode like, he can't be no more than nine or ten years old maybe i think about 10 maybe and he comes in and he really has conversation he talks real vulnerable and honest and he's in a safe space in there and every adult in there is like oh you know we love you man and he feels loved and seen seen in the space and it's something just really powerful and hearing him do the affirmations at the end it just makes you feel like you're making a difference in not just our lives but also the young folks yeah, as well he, he also expressed to us about concerns of, of suicide and, and whatnot and we got a chance to talk to him about it and everything and it was a beautiful moment and he absolutely loves it now he comes every time and he's one of our biggest supporters so this is what we do this for it does not matter what age we just want to make sure that people know that they have a purpose to live and if that's affecting them like in and out of the headset that's incredible you know, but we've started in VR and what we've noticed that people are not ashamed to be themselves in VR. They'll be vulnerable. So, yeah, we love it. Yeah, well, being on Sunday and having this affirmation approach, it definitely has like a spiritual or I don't know if it has an explicit religious context or secularized in a way that has more of the feeling of that type of spiritual gathering. But I'd love to hear any elaboration of faith and maybe your personal faith. And if you're either explicitly bringing in religion or more implicitly just bringing in it as a part of your practice. Yeah. So our personal religion, we are Christians. However, we do not push our religion on anyone. We respect every religion that comes in there and we love to hear different perspectives and we're so open-minded that you know we have a discussion on those things not to interrogate each other or anything but actually glean those things from those people so we are open to everyone it's not a place of religion yeah. but people do feel is those good vibes from it but yeah it's not driving home of anything of oh no we're trying to indoctrinate you no 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 it's nothing like that yeah. we're just basing upon the individual and letting them know that they're seen they're heard and they're loved absolutely you know one of the scriptures we base a lot of things off of is how would they know that you're my children you know how would you know that you're a believer it's the love you show one another and so we lean on that. Forget all the rest of the stuff because we don't have time to, we're not going to debate this and this and that. What we do know is love is the basis of all of it. So if we shine out our light and love, you know, we don't have to push our beliefs. Most of the time, if that conversation is coming up, it's after the show. Yeah. It's a side corner conversation. Like, I noticed there's something different about you. Do you mind sharing to me what it is that makes you so different? And like, well, let's take that time and we'll go into a private circle and have that conversation. But we're not there to force no. our release. What we do want to do 
it's helped people become more joyful, optimistic, and yearning for positivity. And I know it sounds like, you know, rehearsed lines, but we, this is our life every day. When we're here, we were walking around on campus the other day, and it was like, man, we just, guys look so joyful and happy. And it's like, well, that's who we are, and that's what we embody, that's where our belief is standing on. So yes, we are definitely believers, but at the same time, we want to help people understand that there's so much more to this world, and there's so much light in all of us. And so we want to try to promote that from within. And then when we had those conversations, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I know that within Verizon World, sometimes there's different events that happen on a pretty frequent basis. It sounds like you have your own events. There's like world hops and exploration. I'd love to hear if there's any like regular things that you try to go to on a frequent basis or, you know, what kind of an average week might look like of exploring different events and activities and experiences within Horizon Worlds. (laughs) Yeah. So there are a lot of things going on. We don't get to do them as often as much anymore because we are building for clients and we're in and out of the headset. But when we do go, there are like music festivals. Yeah. They just had the Meta Cella. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, and so they had different artists come out and everything. There are people delivering the news called Meta News to let people know what's going on in Horizon Worlds. There are talk shows, art galleries, and so it's always something to do and there are concerts where meta they put on different things they mm-hmm. had the biggie concert yeah, was, and they had Shaq, Shaq dj DJing. djing which was kind of funny because he wasn't actually djing but it was funny <laughs> yeah so it's a lot of things to do it just depends on what you like to do so we, unfortunately, we spend a lot of time in that headset. So we spend a lot of time with Horizon Worlds. So like she said, we're doing a lot of client builds now. Yeah. So we do a lot of work with that. And then, of course, we're doing a lot of VR content creation for mixed reality. And, of course, Quest 3 is coming up. So really excited about that. But what I will tell you is there's always something to do in Horizon Worlds. Every single night, just like VR chat has those one little areas that everyone goes to that's specific, that everyone loads into that world, Horizon has a ton of those. And now we got the new worlds like Super Rumble, Citadel. A lot of people after there meeting, they're like, you know what? I want to go whoop your button, Super Rumble. Let's go. And, you know, you're talking smack while you're up in there having a good time. And you will be surprised at the age rank that's in there. We have people who are in their 60s, 70s in Horizon Worlds, and they have a whole community in there. They usually have book clubs in there. It's really, really incredible to see that this particular platform is being more targeted to us, to more adults, actually. Yes, we have kids, but it's a lot of adult activities in there to do as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like Horizon Worlds is probably one of the most misunderstood social VR platforms right now, especially through the lens of the press, because, you know, there was the famous Mark Zuckerberg shot of him in front of the Eiffel Tower, and that became a bit of a metaphor for how fledgling their efforts were relative to, like, the visual fidelity and everything else. But what I've personally experienced and what I'm hearing from you is that there's a lot of actually robust communities and diversity that's happening in the Horizon world. So if you were to give some recommendations for things to go check out. I know that from my experience, Meta's top 100 list is not necessarily always the best representative example for how to necessarily discover some of these different communities or worlds. But if you were to make some recommendations, what should people go check out or what kind of communities should they try to investigate? Yeah. So of course, the Joy in the Morning community, there is the Super Rumble, incredible, Citadel, incredible. If you like to play spades, there's a spades community. Um, (laughs) I like talk shows and everything like that. So 
just come and find us. We'll love to give y'all a tour and, and show you these worlds because we can show you better than we can tell you. <laughs> yeah, so there is one for sure for those who are in the golden age of their lives. Uh, there's Drive Pavilion. Yes. Drive Pavilion yeah. is the place where they all meet up and they're so, so, I think it's like from age 50 or something like that yes. to up to as old as you can go. So there's that community as well. She talked about the space community. There's an LGBTQ community in there as well. I'm trying to get into the name of the world, yeah. but if you even just type in LGBTQ, you will see all the worlds there for that as well what else is there there's a ton of so the cool thing is is that they do refresh the top 20 and so the top 20 has there's a world called venues in there venues is the place where a lot of people load into to where they want to go see different events like you have movies sports and things like that but there's also arcade that's a lot of different games in there as well so the cool thing is if you load into any one of those, you're going to find someone in there. He's like, you want to do this or you want to go here? I'm going to drop a portal. You want to go with me? So you're going to find anything and everything in there for sure. And love to hear a bit more context of what kind of worlds that you're being contracted to help build. Some of them we can't say because it's, we're under NDA, but they haven't launched as of yet. Yeah, but they're coming soon. We can't wait. We can't say we are working with nonprofits. We actually did build a world for Durgan Marshall College Fund. So that is already out there. It's called TMCF Campus One. So that is a cool thing we did. And we're also working with HBCUs and things like that. So trying to really promote different culture in there as well so and we are working with another big client but like i said we can't talk about it at the moment so yeah right and uh and finally what do you each think is the ultimate potential of virtual reality mixed reality and artificial intelligence the whole future of spatial computing and what it might be able to enable Oh, that is such a loaded question, and we don't have time to dive into it. But I'm so excited about unlocking potential where people who aren't able to access different things are able to learn with this technology, um, the mixed reality with virtual reality, AI, all of that just coming in with the educational sector by itself is incredible. And with medicine, I can just go on for days. So I just, I'm excited to see everything that that's coming and want to be a part of it. Absolutely. So we believe spatial computing is going to absolutely change everything, education, healthcare. I think we're thinking Oasis, Ready Player One level, hopefully not as how that happens, <laughs> but what we are hoping to see is the prices go down. I tell Joy all the time, I said, until we go into a 7-Eleven, and you can just like you can go get a cell phone from 7-Eleven, you can get some type of AR glasses for cheap or VR. We have not arrived yet. It has to be as ubiquitous as going to a 7-Eleven and picking up. Oh, yeah, well, I'm getting my gas. Can I get those AR glasses up there? When we get to that point to where there's no more barriers to education, there's no barriers to learning different types of things that you need. You know, we just saw with the new Ray-Bans that you have the AI built into them to where, oh, how do I fix this leaky faucet? And it's using that multi-model language assistant for AI to be able to do all those things on the fly, that changes everything for us. It's going to take the barrier between different languages to where I can just be talking to you naturally and then you're going to hear it in your language. It changes the world for us and I just think businesses are going to thrive with it. It's just going to make everything so much easier for us more than any other technology has done before. Right. Any other parting words or final thoughts you'd like to give uh, or anything else that's left inside that you'd like to say to the broader immersive community? Yeah, we want to say that we love the VR community. I hope that it stays exactly how it is and, you know, being so loving and accepting and whatnot. And I just want everybody to know that 
get into this technology. You can do this. And if you don't have a background in it, that's okay. Just take those first steps and get in there and you'll fall in love with it. So my words would be, this technology is for everyone. Do not sit there and look at these keynotes, look at the headset, look at the AR glasses and think, oh, I'm gonna look foolish with this. When you put that headset on, every single person who put the headset on, it changes their whole periphery and thought process of what this technology can do. It is absolutely for everyone. Don't let no one tell you it's not. This is something that we believe is going to change the world and we want everyone to be a part of it. So we're trying to get them to the metaverse, absolutely. What's the best place for folks to keep in touch with what you're doing? Absolutely. So getting things done on YouTube, you can find us. You're going to see our happy faces on there. <laughs> we can also subscribe to our podcast, Get Them to the Metaverse, on all places that the podcasts are found. And of course, Jay Dunn RRP on all social medias and Joy Rain VR on all social medias as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and looking forward to diving in and exploring more of what's going on there in Horizon Worlds and all the different communities that you're a part of. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. We appreciate it. So thanks again for tuning in to one of my dozen episodes about MetaConnect. There's lots that I've been unpacking throughout the course of the series. And I'm going to invite folks over to patreon.com to be able to join in to support my work that I've been doing here as an independent journalist trying to sustain this work. Realistically, I need to be at around $4,000 a month to be at a level of financial stability. I'm at around 30% of that goal. So I'd love for folks to be able to join in. And I'm hoping to expand out different offerings and events over the next year starting with more unpacking of my coverage from Venice Immersive, where I've just posted 34 different interviews from over 30 hours of coverage. And I've already given a talk this week, unpacking a little bit more my ideas about experiential design and immersive storytelling. And yeah, I feel like there's a need for independent journalism and independent research and just the type of coverage that I'm able to do. And if you're able to join in on the Patreon, $5 a month is a great level to be able to help support and sustain it. But if you can afford more than 10, 20, 50, or even $100 a month are all great levels as well. And will help me to continue to bring not only you this coverage, but also the broader XR industry. I now have transcripts on all the different interviews on the podcast on Voices of VR and in the process of adding categories as well into 1,317 interviews now that have been published after this series has concluded. So yeah, Join me over on Patreon and we can start to explore the many different potentialities of virtual and augmented and mixed reality at patreon.com slash voice of VR. Thanks for listening.